<laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Mm. There's no high like the most high. You can stay high all the time. You never have to come down. What's the saying? Look around. Act like a clown. End up with a frown. Or we can just keep our eyes on Jesus and have our faith authored. Faith is the substance of things so far. So when you've believed, you've experienced Shaka. And the greater your faith, the greater your glory experience. And you've all received his measure of faith. Yes, Jesus into your heart. It's not like you trying to believe real hard in your brain. It's Jesus that you asked in your heart, believing in his Father. When Jesus came into your heart, you came into covenant with God. You made a deal with God. <laughs> it's the best business deal you could ever make. And it is being all about your Father's business. And he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's a perfect father to the very end. Even all the way through Armageddon. I tell you the truth, he's actually equipping you with all of himself, with all of his armor, putting on the full armor of God, you know, not just in the memorization of scripture, but in the reality of the substance of faith. So that when I have the belt of truth around my loins, I'm operating by the anointing, and I'm not giving any of my members to demons. <laughs> All my body parts belong to the Holy Spirit. That's why it's written, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. So that Satan can't leech off of you and steal your confidence and forfeit your birthright to having a momentary pleasure in the flesh. <laughs> Just repent. Just wash it off. There's enough anointing here to be perfect. <laughs> and it's not human perfection. That's a fantasy, non-existent thing. It's the perfection of Christ. The fullness of deity in bodily form. It's the fullness of the seven torches that you were created to be as sons of God. Being a son of God is just being your spiritual self. It's not hard, it's easy, it's light. The only thing that gets in the way every day is the influence of fallen creation upon your brain. And all kinds of terrible stuff can come upon Christians. You see that in every chapter of the New Testament. But the Bible says that you should not be controlled by circumstances, but be controlled by the Holy Spirit. You come to a place of spiritual maturity where, you know, you're literally so continuously attacked by the dead and the damned and all of the unclean spirits of Babylon the Great, all the religious spirits, all the political spirits, all the lust spirits, all the mammon spirits, and all the kingdom of hell has so been attacking the anointed one, but it can't penetrate the anointing. The anointing is victorious over death and hell, and we're learning through experience by what we suffer trying to do it in our own strength that the anointing actually defeats Satan 
The anointing defeats evil spirits. The anointing defeats our religiosity of trying to be perfect all the time when Christ is our perfection. The old covenant is we tried for thousands of years to be divine and always fell short. <laughs> always fell short. Tried for thousands of years to be obedient, to be perfect, to do good, to be good people. And you find them in total Phariseeism. You, you find them in that system of religion, of humanity. When you try to obey the Bible the best you can every day, apart from the anointing, produces the greatest murderers of all time called Pharisees. These are the most anti-Christ beings, and they're Dragonian reptilian beings. Jesus called them a brood of reptiles, a brood of snakes. They're serpents, they're snakes. It's of the reptilian race of Satan, who's a serpent in the garden. And when you see humanism, that's what that thing is. You're seeing serpents and snakes in the reptilian race, the seed line of Cain that murdered his brother. Cain was of his father, the evil one. Satan birthed Cain. That's what the Bible says in Peter, that Cain was of the evil one, Satan. He was the son of Satan, and he represents religion. He offered a sacrifice that was not pleasing to God. He offered a sacrifice that was pleasing to himself. What he thought was best. Religion is pure selfishness. Religion is pleasing Satan instead of the living Father. Religion is of the flesh. It pleases the ego. And it never pleases the Holy Spirit. You know what pleases the Holy Spirit? Christ crucified <laughs> and your whole brain crucified to death with Christ where was he crucified Golgotha the place of the skull is that a coincidence did God just pick a random hill and it happened to be the place of the skull or is your skull crucified with Christ so that you're not led by your emotions so that you're not led by externalism so that you're not led by the flesh. So you're not led by demons, you know, pouring in all kinds of lies into your brain. But you're led by Christ. How can you be led by Christ with so many temptations? Jesus was tempted in every way that we are, yet was found without sin, it is written. How do you overcome? You become totally crucified in your skull, in your brain, in your humanity, with Christ. And you rely exclusively on the Holy Spirit, the anointing, that's already in your belly. It's a true saying that if you study the Greek, it's called a rich treasury of glory. Read Colossians and Ephesians in the Amplified Classic. Read it out loud. Decree it over your life. Memorize it. Get into the Word. Get in the Amplified. Amp your spirit up. I'm telling you, you understand what the Apostle Paul's actually saying there in Colossians and Ephesians you are not humans at all. I mean, that those books truly reveal that you are, are of the divine race, <laughs> that you are divine beings, and you have all the capabilities of the Godhead inside you when you first believed. 
as long as you keep looking to that rich treasury of glory, Christ in you, the hope of all glorious things, and greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Religion has you looking to the world. It's externalism. It's bewitchment. That's why they're influenced by Satan's stars. They're influenced by potent sorcery. The Great Awakening is coming out of the externalism of being influenced by Satan's stars <laughs> and looking and seeing Christ living on the inside and manifesting as temples of the Holy Spirit with the fullness of the Godhead dwelling inside every born-again spirit. The covenant is God, the Spirit, with your human spirit. Your spirit's right where your wind is. You knock the wind out of someone, you knock the spirit out of someone. If they stop breathing, they pop out of their flesh altogether and fly to God. You're a spirit. Everyone is a spirit. Problem is, we're so filled with lies in the tree of knowledge, we don't even know what we are as beings. A human being is just trapped in the flesh with a dead spirit. But a Christian has a regenerated spirit, as it's written in Philemon, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. <laughs> Why? Because that anointing has to energize your whole spirit to come and take over your whole heart and burn in your heart and take over your whole brain. And then you're transfigured by the renewing of your mind by the anointing that's already in your spirit. What measure of God's anointing did you receive? The exact same measure of Jesus Christ inside Mary's womb. Because you're born of the seed of God. It's an incorruptible seed and it cannot sin. Now everything else in the heart and everything else in the brain everything else in the blood is already sin, but you have the Messiah inside your spirit the moment you first believe in Jesus Christ. Now it's in seed form. The issue is we get God inside us and we have that first love bliss and those encounters and our sins are forgiven. You know, we feel white as snow, white as lamb's wool, washed head to toe, you know. And then we get into religion or we get into rebellion because we're not satisfied and people tell us that God's out there somewhere and keep looking for Him on the outside. Next thing you know, we're full of Satan's stars. And we're, we lost that encounter that we first had. And it's just a roller coaster ride of bewitchment trying to attain that first love bliss, that perfect love, that perfect virgin innocence we had the day we were saved. When I was saved, I felt like I was floating off the ground like a feather. 18 years old. I was walking around Minnesota Teen Challenge and I felt light as a feather like I was floating for days. My encounter with God at salvation was so dramatic, it was total hell on earth to instant total heaven on earth. Instantly. When I was born again, August or October 15th, 1999. And I'm telling you, that kind of conversion, even if it wasn't your initial salvation, that kind of dramatic transformation can come upon you instantly. Today we're calling it the big kahuna. <laughs> the biggest glory wave. You know what this big glory wave is? All the bewitchment coming off your brains and recognizing the fullness of deity already in your spirit, in that seed. And he's restoring the times because we've wasted decades. Some of us, I mean, I get testimonies of people wasting 40 years, 30 years in church, and they've never developed their spirit life even an inch. And they're in the exact same seed form in their spirit 
the, the, as they were the day they first believed. And, you know, they're so sad about it because it's like, what do you do when you waste 20, 30, 40 years of your life on religion? And you get nothing out of it. And it just, it's a vampire, it's a leech, it sucks you dry. And you're never good enough and you're always condemned and you, the harder you try, the bigger the pit you dig for yourself. And then BAM! You recognize, you hear the Word of God from the white throne that energizes your spirit and you're resurrected in power and He restores the times and He heals you of the years that were wasted on Satan and his angels and all the externalism and all the ritualism which is all demonic sorcery all trying to please God out there instead of, whoa! I have God in here, and it's not so much as pleasing Him as covenanting with Him and having fun with Him and keeping my virginity, my innocence, the wise virgins, full of fresh oil every day in their lamps. Because your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit now. And the only light available in all creation, past, present, and future, for your bodies is the menorah of the Holy Spirit, the fresh oil. And He has given you the seven spirits of God. God's sevenfold Holy Spirit. What is the sevenfold Holy Spirit? It's the Father. That's the anointing of the Messiah. That's why every time you read about the Holy Spirit in the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, Jesus knew the anointing as the seven spirits of God. That's perfection. It's not just the spirit of truth, and it's not just the paraclete and the helper. It's not just the spirit of glory. We want to know Him perfectly as the Messiah knows the Father perfectly. The Messiah, the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is how Jesus understood God when He walked the earth. That's why it's called the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the revealing of everything He is inside you and your mind and heart encountering Him and being wrapped and sealed in His fullness, His perfection. And then you sit on His throne and encounter it and experience it. And you blaze in that perfect love through everyone's brain around you and they encounter God. And it's a domino effect. It's a great awakening. And there's not even a drop of religion on it. There's not even a drop of self-effort. What is the work of God? To believe in the one God sent. You will never grow weary in your well-doing again. (laughs) You will never faint from weariness because you're not trying anymore. You're just believing and you're watching Christ in you do all of the works. Christ is the seven spirits of God. <laughs> Christ is the fullness of deity. In Him dwelt the fullness of the Father. Amen? When you ask Jesus into your heart, you get the fullness of the Father and all the Father's abilities. We're coming into a season where the sons of God are manifesting it. We're taking the heavenly sphere. We're taking the earth back from demons, from sorcerers, from warlocks, from religious fanatics, from the Vatican, from the Freemasons. We're taking the nations back from all these reptilians that serve Satan in secret societies. You know, and it's the situation is a million times worse in the devil than you could have ever believed. And people won't believe that kind of crazy conspiracy theory talk because, you know, it can't be that bad. But it's a million times worse than that. You've had people that practice hell on earth, and that's why they're full of unbelief. Unbelief in in America is because hell's on earth. Hell is a place of doubt and unbelief. Hell is a place of lust and pride. 
And that's what comes naturally to everyone by the air they breathe in America. They just naturally don't believe anything in the Bible because hell is on earth. Well, when heaven's on earth, they'll naturally believe everything in the Bible because they're breathing the air of heaven instead of breathing the air of hell. That's what the manifestation of the sons of God do. And that's why creation rejoices. We transform atmospheres so that everything that has breath can praise the Lord. Psalms 149. If you're breathing, you'll want to praise the Lord because you're breathing in heaven. You're influenced by goodness instead of jealousy. You're influenced by virginity of Jesus and purity and no lust. So you can love people perfectly with no weirdness. And it's so easy in heaven. No no one's struggling. None of the angels are like, oh, there's not enough anointing today to do what God told me to do. There's always more than enough anointing. There's so much anointing that you have to find people to overflow on. Find people to love. And your cup overflows. And it's effortless. Because greater is He who's in you than all your striving in the world. (laughs) Will you be crucified with Christ today in your skull? At the place of the skull? How about in a greater measure? I know we're dealing with disciples and serious people of the kingdom here. Some people new, some people old. Everyone at a different place with God. But I'm telling you, you can always know Him more. You can always yield and grow in love. There's no cap to the fruits of the Holy Spirit. How much love will grow on the tree of your soul, in the roots of your heart? How much will you yield to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the whole tree of life? Consume your whole heart. Consume your whole personality. Glorify your personality. Glorify your emotions. So your emotions are always glorified. You're happy so much all the time, and it's contagious. As it's written, I will wipe all the tears from their eyes, and sorrow and sighing shall be no more. That's the season we're in. That's the big kahuna. That's the glory wave of recognizing the fullness of deity in your spirit life when you first believed. And all the externalism of bewitchment being burnt off your brains and manifesting the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the John 7:38 rivers of living waters. When you believe, when you believe these words, you will experience those rivers. And how many rivers are there? People are like, four... How about the seven spirits of God? Seven rivers. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and the spirit of the Lord. Amen. The voice of many waters. That's the seven spirits of God, the fullness of the Father, manifesting through our hearts and minds every day in an ever-increasing glory until it's perfect in all the world by our words and by our waters, and by our love, and by our fruits of the Holy Spirit. And every one of us is a tree of life in the garden of the earth. And we cover our regions. And as we cover and grow, we meet each other in the air by our fruit production. That's the fulfillment of that verse. Because we're all so high in the Spirit that our trees begin to overlap. And we are a canopy of the tree of life of the kingdom of heaven over all flesh on earth. And we reign the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit, the nine overcomers' gifts of Revelation 2 and 3, through all flesh, healing the nations. 
this season in the name of Jesus Christ. If you want to sow into that word, donate at redletterman.com and be blessed a thousandfold back to you in the order of Melchizedek. Amen. Bam.